press to deal harshly or hardly with. It means to push the button hard or to, or, 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 or to cause depression. And that's exactly what affliction comes to do. But I'm glad to know that God knows where the handle on our affliction is. And He knows how to handle us in the midst of our affliction. I want to make a positive uh, uh, propositional statement, if I can, to you. Every one of us, how many of you saved and know it, no doubt about it, if Jesus comes tonight, you're going home. All right? That's a bunch of people. I appreciate you waving at me. I appreciate your gladness in raising your hand. And so you, you, you are the ones I came to talk to. Every one of us can make it positively through our affliction. And we can do it by understanding three ministries that affliction has in our life. First of all, look at verse 67. I want you to see what the Bible says in verse 67. And I want you to see the ministry that is the shepherding ministry. The shepherding ministry of affliction. The ministry of affliction has the ministry of a shepherd. Look with me, if you will. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. What is he talking about there but a sheep that wanders? He's talking about a sheep that veers off course. He's talking about a sheep that takes his own way. He's talking about a sheep that has his own sonar. He's talking about a sheep that gets his mind set on greener pastures and begins to move accordingly. But I'd like to tell you tonight, God's not in the business of letting you chart your own pathway or your own course or your own way. God has a will for every life in this church. And God does not afflict you with affliction to harm you, but God uses affliction to bring you around for ministry so that He can harvest your gift and harness your productivity. Good gracious alive. That's good preaching. If I am a doing it, I may stop and sign my own Bible any minute right here. Thank God. It does my heart good to know that the afflictions that come my way are not from God in such a way that they, they, they speak displeasure from Him to me. I'm glad to know tonight affliction comes to all of us. Every one of us are afflicted uh, some of us are afflicted in our marriage. Some of us are afflicted with our neighbors. Some of, of us are afflicted in our finances. And there is affliction in areas of our life. And we look at that situation and we say, God, why are you letting so much go wrong? Why are you letting so many things happen? Why? With no explanation. Why? Why? How many of us, oh Lord, are why Christians? Every one of us are. That's the nature of the beast. That's exactly what happens. He said, but before I was afflicted, I was a stray sheep. I want you to look, if you will, please, at Isaiah 53 and 6. And he says it, well, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone in his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him, Jesus, 
730 years before the cross. They're talking about it 700 years behind it. He says, He hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And let me say this, if he puts the iniquity of the entire world on the Lord Jesus and then you come to Christ and receive Him as your Savior, God will do anything He has to to harness your life for His glory because His Son will not die for nothing. A sheep back in the shepherd's days, we don't know much about shepherding today because we don't have herds of goat, herds of sheep, herds of this or herds of that. But they did back then. And a sheep that would wander... The shepherd had a way of keeping him from wandering. He would afflict him. He would break his leg. He would take that little, that lamb, and he would break that lamb's leg in the joint. And he would take that little lamb, and he would put him around his neck, feet and tail on this side, head and neck on this side, and And the constant groan of the pain would remind the sheep that it was not supposed to be alone wandering by itself, but that it fit correctly around the neck of the shepherd. And I'm glad what John said in John 10 and 27. I'm glad he said, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. How come they hear that voice? Because it's real close from here to here. And I'm glad when that sheep wanders, God doesn't break its little leg to hurt it. He breaks its little leg so He can position it. He can position it that it might learn who is Lord of lords and King of kings. Somebody go to church with me tonight. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Are you being afflicted? Let me ask you something else. Have you been straying? Affliction is an ordained minister to your wandering GPS and your mapped out frolicking. Every one of us are prone to wonder. Every one of us are prone to to move away. Every one of us want it comfortable. We all want it sugared down. We all want it soaked in sweetness. I do. Let me get in as the leader of looking for the sweetness. And it's usually the sweetness that causes us to keep going for sweeter. And it's the sweetness that causes us to move away from the sweetest thing that ever happened to us. And that's our salvation. We wonder, and what will God do? He'll let something tragic happen in the middle of the road of life. To do what? To hurt you? Oh, no, make you go back home. Are you being afflicted? See the shepherding ministry of affliction. Number two, now I'm going to ask you in just a minute. I don't have much more to say. I'm going to ask you in just a minute to come up here and thank Him for your affliction. I'm looking at people in here this week who have been afflicted. I know you have. I've been home messing with it, and I've been home dealing with it. I've been home on the phone with you. I've been, I've been talking to you. Some of you have, have you, 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 you've been afflicted because there's been a discipline. You've been afflicted because somebody said something that was true. 
You've been afflicted because somebody called you in on the carpet. You've been afflicted because you allowed... You have allowed your own nature to attack you. And God hates it so bad, He'll afflict you to bring you back in. And the person that tried to help you and the person that tried to encourage you and the person that tried to diagram your way back is not your enemy, but your friend. He is the one or she is the one that is trying to keep you from self-destruction. And I'm glad to know tonight the Lord might have afflicted you through the mouth of a sister or a brother, but it's all right when it's to the glory of God. Somebody help me now. Help me. Help me. I'm feeling Pentecostal. The shepherding man. Notice... Number two, there is another verse. Notice in the same context in our contextual study of verse 71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. What is he talking about statutes? He's talking about the Word of God. He said, I, it is good for me that I have been afflicted because in my affliction I have learned the Word. And let me say this, the Word never gives you permission to do as you please. The Word never gives me permission to preach what I want to. I don't want to preach this. This is what He gave me. This is what you're getting. This is all I had. The cupboard's bare. We went to the grocery store. It was closed. I just picked up something at the 7-Eleven. I'm doing what I can. May I say something to you? There is another ministry of affliction. It is the schooling. The schooling ministry of affliction. God will put you in your affliction that you might learn something about precept and concept. The schooling ministry of affliction. I don't like it. I don't like the classroom. I don't like the board. I don't like the chalk drawings. I don't like the statutes. I don't like the monitoring. I don't like the discipline. I don't like the classroom. I don't like staying after school. I don't like being tested. I don't like none of it. But I come tonight to tell you he ain't taking nobody's request. I can't get him to let me tell him what I want. You know why? I don't know what I want. I don't even know what I need. But I have one who covers me, who holds me, who helps me, who afflicts me. And I'm glad to know, praise God, He knows what's going on. Well, you can get up for preaching just like you can for singing. Ain't it wonderful? Yes. And the Bible teaches us. He says, when I was afflicted, I learned. <laughs> Steve has learned immediacy. Steve has learned how volatile life is. Steve has learned one day you can be rejoicing, the next day you can be funeraling. I have learned compassion on people's sicknesses. I, I hate to admit this to you, but I have been to hospital visit after hospital visit after hospital visit, 
and never gotten all the way down on the elevator from visiting somebody terminal and not get down to the first floor to get out of the elevator and would have forgotten who I went to see. Because it becomes work and not ministry. But then the Lord afflicts you. And let somebody real up close slip away in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And all of a sudden, the cancer that killed them, you become obsessed with reading about it. You want to do everything you can to help other people find out what they need to know. And all of a sudden, somebody comes up and says, you never did seem before to have an interest Debbie, I care about you enough to pray for you. We prayed for you today. Mike, I care that you don't hurt in them three or four or five hours of sitting. And he had five pounds. Was it five or ten? Ten pounds. Of that stuff put in him. He went in weighing... One number he told me, and he came out weighing 10 pounds more than he went in. That chemotherapy. Go pick up 10 pounds and hold it in your hand. That's what he said for five hours. And watched it. I never knew. Until somebody real up close slips away and affliction. And the Lord says, I'm going to teach you. To me, it may not be worth it, but to the teacher, he knows the information, he knows the stuff, he knows all the book. He knows all of the learning and he knows all of the curriculum. <laughs> I'm having a good time preaching. I'm helping myself. That's what I'm doing. I ain't doing nothing but helping myself. If you come up to me tonight and say, I enjoyed it, I promise you, you ain't a liking it like I'm a liking it. And I'm glad to be able to say when Mike comes into the choir room and I pray for him and hug his neck and give God glory that he's still alive. I'm glad I can praise the Lord with some learning through affliction and through problems. God will make your heart tender and make your spirit receptive. I'm feeling like T.D. Jakes as a white man. (laughs) Yes, sir. He said that I might learn. You learn compassion. You learn urgency. You learn love. You learn and appreciate people's life. Poor little Debbie can't take her hat off because she thinks that because her hair's all falling out, it makes her look less like what she wants to look like. And I don't blame her. That's fine if she don't ever take it off. What makes her feel good, we ought to praise God give God glory and help her all we can and pray for her. I 
I see Jim back here and see these others, lung cancer. It has become a subject with me. I've been more on the Internet, more in books. I've had people giving me literature, and I've been reading and reading and reading because I want to know exactly how to pray to keep these people alive and to have God get glory out of their life. I'd love to see about half of them jump up one day and say, God, just touch me in a service here, and God, just heal me. I'd love to see that, but if it doesn't happen and we bury one another, I promise you this, praise God, I'm going to learn some things out of the afflictions that come because in learning we can help those that don't have it rejoice that they don't have it and those that contact it can see those that go through it that you can make it hallelujah not deny the Lord that bought you give Him glory and praise in the house the schooling ministry when you are afflicted you're more attentive when you are afflicted, you're more sensitive. There's another one. Let me ask you something. Oh, you're in school tonight. I am. Even as we speak right now, I am in the school of learning in affliction. I'd like to praise God and give Him glory. Though I don't enjoy the door room or the classroom or the door to the classroom, though I don't enjoy or pray for the opportunity to participate, I'd like to say when you're in there and watch Him get in there with you, you don't know how good and wonderful and warm and powerful and gracious and sovereign and supreme and loving the Lord is to me right now standing in this pulpit preaching in the power of the Holy Spirit when you can't feel it no other time during your day you can't find it in the night time you can't find it in the early morning you can't find it in the midnight hour but you'll come and stand up in the place where you got to have God help you and all of a sudden in the middle of your affliction your God show up and your God show off and your God show out. I don't know what it is, but it gets on you when you're in affliction. Now let me ask you something. Are you in school? Some of you are learning how to be married, and it ain't easy. Some of you are learning how to make it on less, and it's almost impossible. Some of you moved here to go to college, and it was wonderful at registration. And it was wonderful when they sent you away with all them gifts. And it was wonderful as you arrived and everybody here received you and took you in as an orphan child. But I promise you this. There is a schoolhouse called School of Affliction. And I promise you, if you hang around here long enough, it's what makes this place the place it is. It's a place where God tabernacles with His people in the midst of school book learning. He teaches you statutes and what the Word of God is all about. Give Him praise for that application. Give Him glory tonight because He will take you through the school. He'll help you. Number three, not only the shepherding ministry, but look at, look at verse 75. I know, O Lord, that Thy judgments are right. I don't like them. 
Sometimes I don't like the way God comes down. I don't like the way God estimates value. I don't like the, the, the no's I hear in prayer. I didn't pray to get a no. Every time I go before him and pray and I expect to get what I'm going to ask for. What makes me think I know what I need? My ingenuity is not that good. My mind is not that brilliant. Sometimes I go before him and he says no. That's an affliction sometimes to us. I know that judgments are right. I know whatever you say is okay. And I might get my feathers ruffled, but they are always straight. And look at the last part of that verse. And that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Now I want you to notice what he said. Thou in faithfulness. That don't seem to go together, does it? In faithfulness thou hast afflicted me. Now I, I, I looked at that. Travis helped me with this today. And we talked about this. And that word faithfulness there hooked up with that word afflicted means the sheltering. The sheltering ministry. The computer's putting it up on the screen as we speak. I know, O oh Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness hath afflicted me. Let me say something to you. He's faithful before the affliction comes and he's faithful to shelter you in the affliction. <laughs> He'll bring the affliction to you and you'll say, What's up? What are you doing? What's wrong with this picture? Say what? You think I'm going to believe this is from God? I don't know if all affliction comes from God or, or not, but I do know this. I know that God takes affliction from wherever it comes and uses it. <laughs> the devil might throw some affliction your way and God just intercept it. Just intercept it. And grab it and say, now you meant it for evil. But watch what I do when I breathe. I'm going to take this affliction out of hell. I'm going to turn it upside down with grace. I'm going to butter it up with mercy. I'm going to soak it real good in love. And I'm going to show you what I can do with what you tried to do to my child. The sheltering ministry. Listen to me. While you are in your affliction, being trained, learning statutes, and being shepherded by God, being brought back even when you wonder, there is a shelter. Faithful. He's just faithful. In the midst of all your confusion and your disgust. God knows how to be faithful. <laughs> Mike, you've been for months here with us after you left what you thought would be a long tenure and a wonderful time at Crossroads. You did a good job down there. Those people got, got what God had for you for the time and you got what God had for you down there for the time. And God moved you and you came back. And it's not easy to come back and to sit and to wait and to watch and to hope. It was almost an affliction. Because you wondered, is God going to open the door? And then you took a job and then Sally was working. And you're wondering, is this it? 
Am I afflicted? But the whole time, everywhere you went, everywhere you moved, there was a shelter. And when God gets ready, God will move you and the shelter and your affliction. And He will help you. Sometimes things happen to you that are not good that shelter you. They are, they are, they are, what is the word? They are afflictions that come to keep you and to slow you in your stepping and in your movement so that you don't get yourself into a pickle trying to do it your way. He'll afflict you and then he'll shelter over you. Here, there was a woman here one time. I'll tell you this story and quit. 